0: Welcome to Divine Intervention from Dark to Light. I'm your host Karen Young and I'm also a spiritual teacher. The purpose of my show is to gather experience and give voice to the untold stories of the divine and how the divine intervened in your life and made a difference. I have questions. Have you ever experienced a dream of wonder or warnings, divine healing, felt intuition, voice of a higher power touched by an angel a near death experience or had a vision that resulted into a divine intervention if so i would love to hear from you at 188-627-6008 again one eight eight six two seven six zero zero eight. 627 6008 and i also want to say this is a non-judgmental environment this is a healing space Uh, environment, telling your story can possibly heal yourself and others. And I also always like to say that there is a higher calling on your life
1: and on all of our
0: lives. Um, My topic for tonight is acceptance of our children, meaning I know we all accept our children. We all love our children, but there is a topic that's near and dear to me. About accepting our children the way they are instead of the way we would want them to be. And so uh, I know we love our children, but still, even within me, I want my child, my daughter to be sort of the mini me, sort of to be like I am. She is. She has similar ways. But and uh, the fathers want their sons to be like them. And all sorts of things that we have in our ideal, how our children supposed to be. And it's always, again, my perspective on things. So you either take uh, it or leave it or whatever it is that you want. But it's always my perspective. And it's always coming from a loving uh, place, which is my heart. Um, so um, my my topic is this is because our children are here. To really teach us. We think we're here to teach them. And we are here to kind of guide them. But they're here to reflect us. Of who we are. Through who they are. And it's not always the way we think it is. And. uh, And. We give birth to them. But really. Our kids come through us. But they don't come from us. I would like to repeat it. Our children come through us but they don't come from us. They come from God. He we, he birthed, you know, we give birth to them as their mother and father. And we feel like, okay, I gave birth to this child, but really this is this is divine child of God, which we all are. And we all do need guidance. I'm not saying that we do need discipline. I'm not saying that, but we have to pay more attention to what our child is. They've they been born as babies, uh, male, female. Uh, it, it looks like exactly it's supposed to do be like that, but it's not always like that. As you can see, um, we have male and female within us. Uh, we have male and female energy within us. And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying, because we have to, even though we had this child, we love this child. Uh, they have to reveal as babies, you don't know. We put them on pink and blue, whatever, whatever way we want to do it. But really, the child has to reveal to us who they are, because they are truly from God and they, they are their own spirit. Uh, they already know it's in their DNA or in their spirit of who they are and what they want to do and what they want to you know, be. And it it might feel our expectations of who they are. And it might feel, you know, it might not come up to look like how we want it to look. Because really, all we really want, for real, some of us, not all of us, I'm just saying, like this is my perspective, we want a mini me. We love ourselves. We want our kids, our daughters to be like I wanted my daughter to be exactly like me and all that. I found I'm like my daughter, nothing like me. I mean she's something like me. She's similar. My son is similar. They have their own agenda. God give them agenda to get here and to come here. And they have their own agenda. They have their own things. And if we let them blossom into who they wanna be, they will be that. But there are sometimes totally different like who is this child? Some people say, "Who? I didn't even birth this child. This child is totally different. Yes, they're totally different. They have their own agenda. They have their own spirit. They have their own lessons that they're supposed to learn uh, here. And so we have a mix up. We have battles between mother and daughter, son and daughter or son and mother. Uh, about how it's it's always been but we have to try to have a different approach we have to have a different because these are different uh different spirits that's coming through now they're not even the same spirits that came through when I was born in my generation they have a whole different type of way a different perspectives how they see things when i was a kid kids didn't play with um people that was different than them uh as a you know um if they were what you call homosexuals or bisexual it would be all one kid on this side and the kids wouldn't play oh it's it's changing it really is and they all play together they all think in a different way than we do or uh, y'all yeah, you all know you can see it it's a different world their perspectives are different they have a different way of being their music are different everything is different from us so we have to accept our child. I mean, truly accept them and not put off on what we think they should be. Let them reveal it. Some kids don't know, but some do know, and they'll figure it out or whatever. But if we put on them, hey, it was a whole house full of doctors. My grandfather was a doctor. The father before him was a doctor. Everybody, we do doctor. We This is what we do. We are instruction. Just you may have a family but then you have that one kid or that those couple kids that's not interested. We're into music, we're into rap, and you have a teacher a child that's into maybe country or not in, into music at all. Period. And then you 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 force that kid to do what you want uh, them to do, or you know you say you should do this and you should you should see what child what what their interest is. What what are they um uh, gravitating toward? It might be what, you know, what the family, it may be football. It might be, they may want to say, I'm doing what they're doing. I want to play football. Then you allow them to play it if that's their interest and they want to. But if they feel pressured, feel like they got to play the piano uh, and be uh, the next star or the next person that you, in your mind, I want a model. I want a beautiful, I want, we all want talented and they all talented. And they all have their own spiritual talent that's coming out. But it may not be in the way we portray portray it to be or the the way we expect our expectations of them. We have to allow them to unfold in their own way, unfold the way God would want them to unfold. And I'm not talking about in a bad way, go out here and start. uh, That's not my show. Um, You know, in that way, then, you know, you need prayer. You need some other spiritual things going on in the family to help that child become you know, not uh, destructive or, you know, hurting anyone. That's not what I'm saying. And we can we can talk about that as well. But I'm just saying talent-wise or just different from you. Different from you. And you and you say, uh-uh, I don't want, you know, you to be that way or this way or gay or bisexual or whatever way they, they're turning out. And it's nothing, you know, it's not the way we thought. They should be. And it's a conflict there because, you know, it's like, what what would people say? What would the neighbors say? You know, and it, it's really nobody's fault. and It's really not a fault at all. It's just that they're growing. They got their own agenda. They got their own perspective on life. They like who they like. Whether you like it or not, you can't beat it out of them. You can't um, send them to a psychiatrist out of it. You sh- and you can shame them out of. they'll feel bad, but they'll go somewhere and be they self somewhere where they act in a certain way with you, but they're really a different way when they're not around you because you won't accept them. You won't accept that they are who they are. And, and it would be a thing that God would place this in front of you. And any other kind of difference in front of you, because he lets you know they're their own spirit, their own person, their own people, or person, or spirit. Because we all spiritual before we are personality, and so we all have all our agendas. People probably don't agree with me, but I believe we have uh, our own uh, instructions or whatever we uh, our agenda or whatever it is that we are calling to Earth. Uh, in our soul and our soul calls us to do what we do. And so all of us have that within us. And it's revealing itself. And it might not reveal it the way we think it should. I, I probably I wanted a cute girl or a daughter that that go to gymnastic and, and be a, a star or be a model or be um you know on T V or whatever it is that you wanted your son to be. Uh, You know, we all want them to be successful, but we have to wait until they reveal whatever it is that they're they're trying to reveal or their perspective on things. We have to listen to them. Listen to yourself and have a self-acceptance of yourself first. Before you can accept your child, you have to accept yourself, your own uh, spiritual guidance that you're listening to. And a lot of us don't know ourselves what what what's going on with us. And we definitely don't know what's going on with our kids, but we have it in our our minds what we think they should be, how they should be. We love them, but we don't we don't accept, we're not listening to them. They say, no, I don't want no, you're gonna do this. Why? Because I want you to do this. Or this makes me feel comfortable when you acting, they really acting like they self and they got more female than male. And they're acting, the female in them is acting more female. And you're saying, but you're a male. And this person is just really acting the way they are. They're not trying to offend you. Or they're not trying to offend anyone else. This is the way they are. And they can't be another person. if they, It hurts their whole spirit to try to be different. To suit us. To suit us. And it hurts them to be different and being in a different uh, uh profession. Uh and and you want them in this profession and they want to be in another. It hurts them. But it learned to, it hurts you too, because that that I did all these uh years of being a doctor and I didn't want to because everybody in my family wanted me to. They said that I was next in line. I should be this, I should be a dentist, I should be that, you know. I should be whatever the family wants me to be. And so we do all these things. All of us, we're programmed in the way society wants us to be and how we should be. We should pay more attention to what our divine intuition, our divine self. I always go back to that because that's where source is. And source made us all. I'm going to get down to it. This is a divine intervention. So I'm talking about source and divine. So here it goes. You know, you have to listen to source into knowing who we are so we can listen to our kids to know who they are. But if we don't know who we are and we paying attention to the society telling us who we are or to our parents telling us too who we were and who we are, and we still don't know, we're running around doing stuff, what we think we should be doing and not what our real hearts tell us. Our real soul calling tell us who we are and what we should be doing and what give us the most joy. And I always go back to it and how you find out. And if you don't know your purpose and you don't know who you really are and you're around here and you're uncomfortable with jobs and the places where you're supposed to be. And you're um, at a level where you're tired of being this, this thing that, that was never your ideal in the first place and you still don't know where to go, and you're stuck, you have to go within. And I'm always talking about going within, and I always will, because there's no other way. And the way you go within is you listen to yourself, not your thoughts always be bundling up in your head. No, listen to your heart, listen to the divine, the quietness. In meditation, I always stress meditation, because it's where quiet the mind is. You may not shut the mind off, but you quiet in yourself, quiet in the mind. And even if you don't, you know, you don't you don't have to meditate like, but you just can get quiet. Sometimes you just have to get quiet and listen to yourself. And I always stress this because the more you do it, the more insight you have. You can have so much insight when you do that. Stop listening to everything and everybody listening to the news, listening to uh, it's all right. To, all right to get, you know, uh, advice, get, you know, comfort or your friends. But really, they don't tell us to really listen to ourselves, listen to our own selves, listen to the spirit, the Christ within. Listen to the source within. And if that you don't like those words, the universe, the universe. Within the God, the Christ consciousness that's within you. You listen to that. That have way more powerful information than anybody that's telling you. But they don't tell us that. They don't tell us in school we're the source and that the source is within us and that the answers that we need to know are within us, that we're powerful and that all we need is to go within and listen. And you'll be surprised the information and insight if you stay still and listen. You can even journal. You can, you know, you can pray whatever way you can stay or get in tune, get connected with the divine, get connected with God. There's a connection with it. There's a disconnection when you're looking without in your outer world. It's a disconnect. So you get in into uh, the connection with the divine. You can you can follow your true self and then you can listen to your children when they're following their true self and you won't have such battle with them because you're constantly tuned in. And when you tune in, we all tune into the same divine in our source. When you tune in and tapped in, they're tuned and tapped in. You can listen. But if you got loud thoughts and you're never tuning in, you're never quiet in your mind. Uh, then you're not, you can't listen to your child, or your children, or the people that's around you. What they're saying, Mom, this is not what I want to do. This is not who you' saying that I am. And it can be painful if it's something totally different that's rejected by society. Uh, you know, and it happened to be a male or female that's that's got more. Masculine power, like I said, it, it's difficult for the parents. And I'm not saying that. It is difficult to, to especially uh, when we've been told this is not the right way. And we've been hearing all these programs for centuries in that this person is not supposed to act like this. This is a boy. This is a girl. This is a this. This is a that. We've been hearing all these programs. And I hear my own program raising my child or my children and, and it's not even in just the um the homosexual bisexual uh or transgender not not I'm just talking about regular when she or they do something that's totally different from us period or they're just different. they just uh, they have a different perspective and you're like how I mean just listen. Sometimes we have to just pay attention now what what are you saying? And not say anything, because I have a tendency to talk when my daughter's talking. And she said, Mom, I'm trying to. And so I have to say, Karen, just listen. Listen to your child. Listen. Just listen. Listen to your child. See exactly where their mind is, their perspective is, what, what how they see the world. It may not be the way you see it. And a lot of times, and most of the times, they're teaching us. My daughter teach me so much just listening to it. Our children, you you all know that already. There's nothing something I'm saying that you don't know. I just bring it to your attention more. That our children, we learn from our children. I mean, the young ones. And you really can learn from the three-year-olds and the four, you know, two-year-olds. I had my, um, my daughter's uh, babysitter. Uh, she's about 80. She was babysitting my child while growing up and she's passing away. And I was over there to the family and I was sitting with them and talking and there was a five year old in the room and uh, she was not as distraught like the rest of them. She just came in and, you know, I love children. I, When they come in the room, they just make me bubble up. I'm, I'm so happy to see them. And uh, her name is Journey. And she came in at five years old and all of a sudden she just said, and her her grandma was dying on the bed. You know, I'm, I'm in there. She's uh, passing. away, I guess dying at from home in hospice. and I'm over there visiting the family with her because I know her and I love her too. And she's not passed away yet, but she's like in that stage. So the girl, the five year old, come in and she say, uh, "People don't really die. When they die, they come back." That's what she said. And I listened to her. And uh, some people might say, "Okay." That child didn't know what she talked about. I identified with her when she said it because she already know in her spirit at five years old that we really don't die, that that death is uh, it's not the final destination that we go on in spirit. And she knew that. And she said it. Nobody heard it. I mean, if she said it in her own little way while she was walking around, but I heard her and I and I knew that she knew it, that we really don't die. We die of the body, but we uh, move on after we die. She have that in her. She knows it. So children, they, they talk all the time. They tell you they have imaginary friends and things like that. But they really are talking to spirits and stuff like that. I believe, this is my perspective, that the child come in fresh from God. And when they're five years old, they're still singing the songs of the angels. They still have it fresh in their mind. What our, We're guarded and all kind of stuff that happened by the time, you know, we're 20 and 30 years old. We program the kids come right from fresh from God, fresh out the angels and God. They don't have all those hangouts and stuff until they do. Until they have the same program that all the people told us what we should and should be. So I pay attention to uh, children. I pay attention to what they say. My daughter, I think she was about four years old. One time she asked me, was I conscious? I probably wasn't, but she said, are you conscious? So I'm like, uh, yeah, I thought I was. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm just saying they always have a message for us. They have something to say. Uh, so play, please pay close attention to your children, even your teenagers. They have some, They have their uh, a different perspective, but they have something to say. And so if we can stop, myself included, and and uh, stop talking while, while they're talking and let them kind of express it and, 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 and listen to them. I said, hmm, that's interesting. Sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it don't. But just listen. And like I said, it ain't something I'm telling you, you all don't know, but children always teach us who we are. They teach us. They come in. With all our our insecurities and whatever it is, they come up to it. They reflect it. They reveal it. What's going on in the household? The so-called black sheep of the family revealing something that's going on in the family. Your children are there to teach you what's going on with you. And you think, you thought that you was the best teacher. You are in a way, but we're program teachers. You have to remember, we were programmed. We were programmed and still are being programmed by the media, by other people, by things. That's why we have to do our quiet time. That's why we have to meditate and find out where we are and what we're doing, what's going on in our minds and what type of thoughts, you know, because we think we automatically uh, knowing what is going on and how things go and how things work. But we really don't. We was told how things work. We were told this and that and how this should be, and how this child should be and how they should act and what, but it's a lot more we don't know. Way, infants, of things we just don't know. I can't even say the word, uh, we just, there's a lot of unknowns. And so it's up to us to find out the unknowns when your child is different or you feel this different and you want them to be different from who they are and what they are, they have something to bring. Even the so-called, you know, children that's slower than the rest. You don't know what the, you know, they say in our society not to be slow. That child, that child might be observing. You know, every child, every human being, they all have something to give. All of us. Slow, fast, whatever it is. Whatever they're contributing, they have a special part in this, this puzzle that God has. All of us together, we all fit. If that child wouldn't be here, she wouldn't fit. But she here, so she fit. He fit. They all fit. They just don't fit the way society think they should, or the parents that's looking at them think they should. And several palsy baby. That baby fit. Or that 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 person that doesn't seem to fit. That was born a defect or deformed or something happened. It don't, she or he don't seem to fit. Or that adult don't seem to fit. We all fit in God's world. And so we have to listen. Listen to a different type of uh, conversation. We have to have conversations with our children and listen. Listen to them. And then listen to yourself. And if you're having a problem, then take that problem uh, within you. If you don't understand your child, take it to it, write it down on the paper and say, God, I don't know what to do with this child. If it's a problem or you just don't understand it, put the problem on a, a piece of paper. You can do one at a time. It might be a list of them, but you can't do them all because your mind can get jumbled. But, you know, something that's pressing you, put that uh problem on the see how God can transform you from it. It may not, the child probably still be, uh, say it's uh, had challenges or a deformity and you don't know how to deal with it or cope with it, but God will give you, transform you and how to deal with it. Transform you and transmute your negative thoughts about it. And how to handle it. Because our mind could tell you, you know, I'm, this is out of control. I don't know what to do with this. You know how the mind go. just this and that. My child is just, uh, you know, hopeless. I'm, or I'm hopeless dealing with my child. Whatever it is that's coming up, you need for it to come up. Because sometimes a lot of times we suppress a lot of things that's going on or whatever we don't understand about our children or our child. We don't understand. What is going on with is different. Because if you don't understand them and try to understand who they are and understand yourself and and be it in a positive way and connect with the connection is with God, we have a lot of suicidal rates of everything being misunderstood. We have a suicide rate of children. They're not... uh, you know, nothing wrong with them. They just different from whoever, whatever we thought, whatever it was. But if you understood as a parent yourself and how to deal with it and took it to God in meditation or in prayer or whatever uh, and learned how to deal with it and God showed you how to transform that situation, because he will. Uh, you have a different understanding. The child can feel it. When you uh, uh, understand the child, you may not know how to do it all, but you have to go to the source, the one that made all of us, and he will transform you into how to deal with that child in a better way, effectively. And you can the child will feel it too, believe me. The child will feel it. You would feel it. It's a positive thing, and you both connected to the divine, and you both connected to God. And so when you connect it, when you both connect it, you will know it. You feel it. And you probably already feel it anyway, but I'm just saying you'll be more connected, especially if there's a uh, conflict or uh, just a lot of trouble around it or misunderstanding. I don't understand my child. This child is nothing like me, whatever. You know, you feel a difference in it. That energy and those thoughts about it is what's what's really messing everything up. Your thoughts about it. It's not what the situation is, but it's about your your thoughts about the situation. It's tearing you up inside or tearing the child up inside. And there's a disconnect. And when there's a disconnect in parent uh, and child, there's a disconnect in God. You're not connecting to God. You're not connecting yourself. And when you're connected, your child connected. Even if you both have to sit in silence and in prayer and it, even in meditation, just be both, we're going to be both quiet and we're going to ask for divine help, whatever way you do it. And if they say, you know, I don't want to sit here, I'm you sit there so you can get a better understanding. But we have to uh, accept our children the way they are, not the way we want them to be. And it is not always easy to do that. It's not always easy to do it because we have a certain thing that we was taught how it go. We have a certain way that we was brought up and, and, and we, we instill that in them. And some, a lot of it's good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when it's different from the way we are and the way we were raised. And you have a, some, some kind of conflict, contrast with that within yourself. I said, what what are you doing? We didn't do that when we were younger. What, you know, um, like I said, not the getting high stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about if, if they're doing that, then you, you know, need to really have a talk with them, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking about your guidance because I know you guys are good parents, but I'm just saying when there's a difference to recognize that differences is within you and how you're uh, perceiving it. You have to change your perspective. perspective. You have to change it because it's it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different from the way we was brought up for our kids. And they're gonna have a different perspective than you have than, than, than I had when I was a kid. So it can be a conflict in that. And so you have to understand yourself first to understand them. You have to understand yourself. You have to get in a space where you understand you. First, I got to understand me and have God give me guidance first. You have to ask for guidance. We're all in this together. But the parent that's parenting got to ask for guidance to deal with what's going on with our children, with us, with society, with with. You know, other children because we can have we can even have prejudice, it couldn't even be our child, it could be a our child friend, you know, that, that they're hanging out with. Uh, that's different. You say, Ah, oh, that child is a little different. You say, Well, you know, or that child got problems or something like that. That happened to me too, where you know, my daughter had a uh trouble friend or whatever, and I was trying to figure out, I didn't want her. Guys, I'm telling, you, she was a kid, but she kept calling my house. I didn't know what was going on, and I'm like, "Why this child calling me?" And um, and she seemed to be stirred. She would come over and cut my daughter's uh, daughter's hair out and different things. I didn't know what my daughter liked as a friend, but I was kind of disliking her. She was doing things that, and I'm thinking this do, this child is dressed beautifully. I mean, it looked like she's being taken care of, but there was something missing with that child. Um, but then I found I got to know her more. She had family problems with her mother and her father, and the mother was being abused in a certain kind of way, and then it, it, it reflected her. And so it, and then I prayed on it, too, because I didn't want to really deal with the child. It looked like she was, thought, you know, forced upon me uh, through the grandmother and different things. I don't know. I just felt like, but then I had realized that this child is in my life for a reason. I had to come to that turn because I was kind of resisting her. I really was. So I don't want to be bothered with her. She always seemed to have problems with my kid and starting up trouble. So I, I, and so I went with them. I said, Lord, where, why, what is going on? I had to find out why is this child attracting me in her life and I'm in her life? You have to ask the question sometime when it's counseling coming up and it didn't look like it was going nowhere. She was in my life for a reason and I was in her life for a reason. And I began to pray on it. I said, Lord, give this child peace and give me peace. But then I had to get the peace within myself. I really had to pray. That's why I know I'm, I'm talking from my own experience on things and my own children. So, even if it's not your child, it's somebody else's child, you go in with that open heart and try to find out what's going on with that child, what's going on with you when you're reacting to that child. Because there was something going on with me. Because she was just calling a lot. It's like she was a stalker calling, but she was calling for a reason. The mother wasn't at home or something. And then I, when I realized that, because I thought for a while, the mother, but I found that it was problems, uh, guys, there. When I got more closer, when I got more closer into the child's life, there was some other things going on with that child. Reason why that child was acting the way she she was not a bad person. That's why you can't really. That's why God say judge. I mean, people say let God judge and we don't do the judging because you don't know what makes that person the way they are. And so uh, I did a little investigation, or she was around me enough where I could find out the grandmother had her, the real mother didn't have her for a reason. It was a lot of problems and things like that. And the, the mother was being abused by the husband and all sorts of things. So then I can relate to the child differently once I inquired, found out more about the child, then I can relate to her. Or well, you can relate more if you find more. But I had to go in first. I did, because I'm like, I don't want to be bothered with this child. She's a troublesome. But I said, Lord, why does she keep coming? Why is that she's here? And sometimes you have to stop in the middle of your, your, your situation, in your circumstance, and just ask the question, what is going on? And I always do that. Pause in your life when things are going on, because if you continue, you can't slow down enough to... To, to heal and to find out what's going on, what you need in the moment, because that's all we have in the moment. We can't fix the future because we're not in it. We can't fix the past. So we got to find out step by step uh, in the moment what's going on. And so that's what I did. And so the moral of the story is the girls still have problems, but I was able to relate to her differently. And when I was able to relate to her differently, she responded to me differently, and so we'd be have a different rapport than we had before. And so she was able to come over and uh, be my daughter's best friend for a little while. And so, um, not saying that I'm just saying your child or anybody else child, we got to pay more attention to ourselves and each other and the kids that's around us. I mean, that's I have children around me too. And pay attention to them and listen to them, not just my child, but listen to them and have a rapport with them, have a conversation with them so we can have established the connection, the God connection, the source connection, because God all want us to be as one. We all as one, whether we want to be as one anyway, I know it's turning to a as one thing, but I just want you to know that we can't continue to put our expectations on our kids the way we've been. I'm not saying that, you know, you can put them wherever you wanna put them, but see their reactions to them. I wanted my daughter, uh, She was uh, when she was younger, yeah, I, I put her in, I like theater so much, but I should have been in theater, okay? I should have been an actress, but I, I said, you know, I wanted her in the theater, I wanted her acting, that was fine, you know, to put her in. She was doing the acting for three to four years, you know, In her former years or younger years, she was doing it. But when she got in fourth grade, all of a sudden, she didn't want to act no more in the plays. And I was getting upset. Why are you not going to act in the plays? Because it was something I wanted her to continue. You see what I'm saying? I, Karen, wanted her to continue. I just got a joy out of seeing her on stage. It was me saying, bringing my sisters and family to go see her, you know, on stage in the plays. But she got to the point where she's like, I, "Mom, I don't want to do plays." And I'm like, "Why? Why? You don't want to? You're so good at them. You do great. You're excellent at plays. You get this part, you get that." And I realized that I hurt myself, even though I still wanted. I said, "You don't want to go to plays." And so she had her choices, and and in in, in her grades, the you know, the plays came up, and she chose another subject, multimedia. I said you chose that, and you didn't choose, you know, choose to uh, act or go to play. She's like, no, mom, mothers, you need to listen to that. I can't force her, but some people, mothers, do. They'll force them because it's something they want to see. So I said, okay, you know, you don't want to go, reluctant. you don't want to go to the place no more. You okay? Uh, do what you feel, and she did, and uh, she was in high school uh, last year. And the same thing came up with the theater. My daughter, she didn't want to. I said, the theater, they got theater in high school. You're going to go? Me again. She said, Mama, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go behind the scenes in the play. She liked the technical stuff. Nobody told her to sign up for it. I mean, she wasn't forced to do it. That's what she chose to do. She wanted to be behind, in the speaker, in the ear, getting the stuff together, the technical side, getting the, building the stage. That's what she wanted to do. So I said, oh, that's what you want to do. So I said, okay, then all right. She's doing that. She did that last year. My point is I wanted her to be, do what I felt that would make me happy. And that's a lot of us with parenting. That's the way we do. It. We would like it, but ain't nothing wrong with trying it first. And she may want it or he may want it. See how they like it at first. But if they ever change, if they ever say, you know, what, I don't want to play the piano anymore. After you taught them, do not argue with them on it. If they they don't want, if they decide to do something different from what you wanted them to do or that they did before in the early years or whatever, if they continue, enjoy, fine. Support it. You know, support it, love it. But if they decide to turn and do something different or be something different, then you have to, you know... Say, OK, that's fine. I support you. And whatever it is that make what you happy. Because that's what you're here for, whatever makes your child happy. They can't be what you want them to be. Your expectations don't always fit theirs. Sometimes it do. You be on the same page. You want to be. Oh, my God. I, I want to be an actress just like you, mom. OK, well, yeah, we can go to Hollywood and go and get all the things that we need to do to get you in acting or whatever. A lot of times that do happen. But a lot of times they I, don't, I want to do something different, then allow that. Allow that. Let them express themselves. Allow them to be who they are. You know, you get a son, he want to dye his hair a different color when they get teenage. They, they try all kinds of things, you know. Uh, you know, you might say, uh, I, you know, in the back of your mind, you're saying, okay, because the daughter come up with different things. Okay, if you want to try that, nothing crazy, but I'm just saying, you know, they do. And you just have to be there a supportive parent or, uh, you know, and looking on with your eyes closed or whatever, saying, mm, I don't know, <laughs> but if that's what you want to be, because what? I'm here because I want to make you, I, I'm, I'm supporting what makes you happy. And what makes you happy is going to in turn make me happy. So we can't force ourselves. And our expectations, our kids are bright, they're talented, as you know already, they're they full of ambition, they, they strive, they thrive, they want to express themselves the way they want to. And if they're stifled, don't do that, don't be that, they can't do it. They can't be it. And they're going to do it anyway. Some of them, you know, behind your back, it's going to come out anyway, whatever it is, whatever it is. It's going to come out. They're going to try to express it. Or it's going to be so stuffed down, my goodness, that, you know, they're not going to be able to be the bright stars they are. They're not going to shine the way we want to. So that's all for now. And, um, uh. That's all for now, and I had a great time talking with you guys, and that's my perspective, and I know that you all are good parents. My next show um, is going to be August 22nd, 8 o'clock Central Time, Um, and you can contact me at divineinterventiondtl at gmail.com, and I say I love you and all you have a good night, and peace to you and your children. Good night.